It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Jolin House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. I would like to highlight a ministry that I have loved for years, Compassion International. Compassion is an incredible organization that is all about releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. They currently serve over 2 million children and their families in some of the most poverty-stricken areas of the world. And here is my favorite part. All of this is happening in the local church. Compassion is all about equipping the local church so every single child is cared for by the leaders in their community. As a pastor, I found Compassion to be a strategic part of our global mission strategy. As a church, we've incorporated Compassion into our focus on Honduras. Compassion made it easy for everyone in our church to put their faith in action by caring for a child in need. I would encourage anyone listening to learn more about Compassion, sponsor a child, and release them from poverty in Jesus' name. Visit Compassion.com slash Family Goals to sponsor a child today. So Pastor Jay goes through this list of his seven secrets to a long, healthy, beautiful marriage. Check it out. Your hair's booming. Booming. You are, you are booming. So... For Mother's Day, we got oh, yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> my hair looks outstanding with these headphones. You need on. a hat back. On. You, what, I you throw know. my hat. Throw my uh, whatever. Who cares? Ain't nobody watching this crap, anyways. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make my eye candy joke. I've, yeah. I've, I've kind of worn that one. You've out. worn that one out. All right. So, for Mother's Day, and it's been it's been a while since Mother's Day. We got Jennifer. Well, actually, she ordered herself. A cake, a strawberry cake from Blue Rooster Bakery. She ordered herself. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that makes it easy on you, though. I you did. Just, I did pick it up. Okay, I, I so you just pay for it and pick it up, and that's kind of your Mother's Day present. That was well. We did a lot, whole lot more than that. Well, she told the whole church about the whatever love or solar tiki whatever. torches. Yeah, those things are. She got the tiki torches. I bought her a couple of hats for tennis. Got her a massage. I got her a gift certificate for massage. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. We, we went, I want to be a pastor when I grow we up. We went all out. We grilled out steaks. <laughs> See, we, I, we don't do anything. We don't do presents. But we, uh, it, it was over. The, but this was a special Mother's Day. Yeah, I, that's I, I true. I felt that's like true. we had to really uh, go over the top this year. But Next I, year, we'll get back to you. I'm promoting the strawberry cake from Blue Rooster. Do you, does your family ever eat cake? Like No. Not very often. Have you ever had a strawberry cake from Blue Rooster? I have not, nor will I. <laughs> it's very similar to your knee high. <laughs> not doing it, but. So here, here's what I want to talk about today. Besides you, strawberry cake? Okay, let's go. And I ate a little too much strawberry cake. Um, somebody fix his microphone because he's having some issues over there. <laughs> <laughs> this thing keeps moving away from it when I try to talk. It's probably telling well, me something. You, because you gave it a karate chop. So Jennifer and I on May twentieth celebrated twenty eight years of marriage. So we've been married for twenty eight years. So so what I want to talk about today on the podcast is seven secrets to a long, healthy, beautiful marriage. I like how you added beautiful in there. Where did you find this? This is this is Somebody did this for you, or did you do this? No, these are my seven. Oh. These are, these are my nice. seven secrets. And they're not really secrets, but I thought, How long you have know, you and Jennifer been married? 28 years. 28. 28. By the way, you had that one on recoil. That was amazing that you could say that, because you just had an anniversary. Um, I don't yeah. even know how long I've been married. I think 18 years. Something similar to that, <laughs> I guess. 
Uh, at least Lindsay listens to the podcast. Longer than Nicholas has been born. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's learn about the success and secrets of uh, yeah, seven, marriage, according seven, to Pastor Jizzle. Seven secrets to a long, healthy, beautiful marriage. And I think ev- all of our listeners who are married and those who aren't married yet who want to be married one day want to have a long, healthy, beautiful I think you added too many marriage. in there, but it's just long and healthy marriage would have been fine. I don't think you need to add the beautiful, but there's probably a reason you added the beautiful. We have beautiful wives. <laughs> Nicely done. We're kissing We're kissing up. Yeah. Because they're listening. All right. All right. Number one, the first secret is we try to be the first to say, I'm sorry. So fights, disagreements are inevitable. So we try to apply Ephesians 4, 26, 27 says, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Foot so we try not to go to bed angry at each other. Like, like if, we're, if there's conflict going on between us. like instead You try of us, to talk it out. Talk it out before now, we go to sleep. Now, for everybody that's listening, did you do that when you were young? We've always tried to do this, yeah. That we're, yeah. That's why we're still married. Was it, hard, <laughs> was it harder when you were younger to do that? Or has it gotten better with age because you get more patient and you get more... Like I would, the, the, the me that got married, you know, 18 years ago, whatever it is, I'd like that guy, I'd slap that guy for some of the comments he made, he made. I think for us, it's gotten harder because we have been married for so long. Like I think in okay. early on, you're really working hard on it. But I think now maybe, maybe we've just gotten so comfortable with each other. So used to each other. We kind of we don't resolve things as quickly as we need to. It, really, maybe the opposite of what you're saying, but I don't know. Okay, I, I'm, I'm they, just they, asking. They could, that could be just us. Well, the older we've gotten, the more you know. You, uh, it's just not that big of a deal. Like so many things, so many little things that that you used to make a big deal out of that you'll just let roll that's, off. Really I would quickly. agree with that's yeah, like not sweating the small stuff. Yes, but but it's interesting. I, I don't know that Lindsay and I are both. Either one of us are. Uh, are following your rule number one. I don't know that we're racing each other to, to apologize. And so it's, it's an interesting approach. We, we definitely do a good job of owning it, but a lot of times we talk through it. Like we just have to talk through it. And I mean, that, that's part of not letting the sun go down and, and going through it. But there's sometimes too, I'll, I'll be honest. There's sometimes with Lindsay, like she just, she's like, I just need to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep and then wake up the next day and we'll talk about it. But you have to address it. It's not one of those things where you have an argument, you have a fight, you wake up the next day and you act like everything's normal. I think that that would be the advice I would give anybody is make sure whatever happened, whatever the situation was, when you when your head is cool enough to address it and when you can keep your mind about yourself because some people, you know, their tempers are short and you're going to lose your mind. If you, need it, if you need some time, take some time. That's not the end of the world. So I, I would say that for, for rule number one. But if you say, the, the faster you can say I'm sorry, the better. And the older you get, the more it's just, it's comical a lot of times. I mean, I walk by the office sometimes after I've done something to Lindsay and I'll just walk by and I'll just smile. <laughs> like just total cheese ball, like make, smile and make her until she's going to smile or walk by and do the Austin Powers. You know, you go down the steps, like slowly slither down and just do something <laughs> to try to make her, to make her laugh. And then we can discuss it and realize how big of an idiot I was. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to get an Austin Powers quote on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. So I think the the worst thing to do is not to resolve the conflict. And people who aren't confrontational, which obviously you're a confrontational person, so you're natural at 
resolving conflict, which is which is healthy. But the person who never says anything, lets all this bitterness kind of kind of well up inside, and then it's like months later, fly off the handle, fly off the handle, or or leave. Well, <laughs> and, know? and I was born into a family with with the way we handle things. Like my mom, we would we would yell and scream, and I mean say things you shouldn't say to people, you shouldn't say to your family members, and then the next day you just act like it went away. And we just keep going. I mean, that's that's how I was raised. So it took me, like, it, it was an effort thing for sure with Lindsay to learn how to handle situations. Like, no, 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 that's not what you do. Like, we got to actually talk about it. And then we got to think about why did it happen? You know, what what was said, what was taken wrong? And then as you get older, like, all right, who who took this thing off the rails? You know, most of the time it's me. You know, like, what did, what did I say to take it off the rails? And I think learning to say less and less in the moment to say things that you that you're going to really regret because yeah. a lot of times you want to bite back. You know, something hits you, you want to bite back. And sometimes you you can just agree to disagree, but yeah. just make sure you're you're on the right on the those same page those are hard though. The agree to disagree yeah. thing is not always easy because you want people so badly to see what you see and you want them, to, but the the end game, the bottom line, and and I think I've said this, but this is something that's I say to my kids all the time in eighth grade with, with uh, the, the small group. When you say an apology and you say, I'm sorry, but, like, you're blaming the person who's listening. You're blaming the person you're apologizing for. You're justifying yourself. When you say, I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. that. Not, yeah. I'm sorry, but this. Oh, I'm sorry, you took it, you took this this way. Okay, so I heard it wrong. So it's my fault, like, no, the I'm sorry is I'm sorry, and I shouldn't have done that. Because the bottom line is if somebody felt some kind of way, you're responsible for the way you made them feel. And I think that's something that's hard for people to, to say and sometimes to understand is we want to justify, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. All that matters is you made somebody feel that way. It's your job to make it right. Mm -hmm. And the relationship's more important than being right. Yeah. Like, like our relationship, Jennifer and I's relationship is way more important than me proving to her whatever, whatever we're discussing. Whatever point. That I'm right and she's wrong. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> the relationship is the most important thing. Who's better at this, you or Jennifer? I think, I, I think naturally I don't like confrontation, and she's more like let's work it out, let's talk about it. She's so much more practical mature. and logical. Immature. <laughs> <laughs> Pro probably so, but a lot of it goes back to upbringing because oh, because we didn't talk things out. We just we just like oh, let's just move on, and you know I might be angry, but we don't we don't work it out. That's my family, you know. It's kind of like quiet, and you know. So I remember being unhealthy. I remember being an eighth grade student, so an eighth grader, and I remember spending the night at my buddy's house. I used to spend that all the time at two buddies' house. And I remember going to bed, and the lights would go off, and you always talk. Your parents want you to go to sleep. You always talk. And I said, I remember vividly, I'd always ask them, like, what do I do that drives you nuts? You're like, asking your friends? 100%. I'd ask my friends, what drives you nuts? Like, I'd ask, I ask Lindsay, like, what can I do better? Like, how can I be a better dad? What, are, are there anything you're seeing all the time with, are there anything you're seeing with me as a mom? Or, excuse me, me mom. That'd be weird. <laughs> me as a dad. Me is, you know, me and Leah, me and Nicholas. Like, I'm naturally inquisitive. She doesn't ask me those questions, and that's fine. But, like, I was like that at a young age. And 
still to this day, I'm like, I, I want you to tell me things that, that I can do better. And so a lot of times when we have talks about this stuff, I'm like, just hit me straight. No chaser. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to be justified. I know I'm not right. I'm not right all the time. Like I, I, I could do this thing better. How do I do it better? Um, but again, I don't need to hit her straight, no chaser or somebody else straight, no chaser. Cause that's not their personality. And that's mm-hmm. not what they're wanting. So that's the, so you were, you were, you were opposite raised. I was, I was opposite raised technically, but my personality was always, how do I, how do I get better? How do I learn? How do I learn? Not, I'm like, I'm going to take this horribly and fly off the handle. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's very perceptive of you at such a young age to understand that your perception of yourself is different than somebody else's perception of you. And so you're asking, how are, how are you seeing me in this situation? What, what can I work on? Because we, have, we all have blind spots. We all have spots oh, yeah. that we can't see, but somebody else could. I really just wanted to keep my two friends I had because nobody else liked me. So I was just, what can I work on to make sure? Why does everybody, why, uh, you don't sit still, you don't shut up. Besides that, you're great. So, All right, moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> all right, so the second secret is we do not center our family around the kids or their activities. The kids have never been the CEOs of our family. Although Jesse, you could make the argument she's the grandchild, and um, maybe she's calling. I wonder how much. I wonder how much that's changed, by the way, from from top with Jolyn to bottom with Jesse. I wonder how much that one's. Um, well, the kids tell us all the time that Jesse gets away with so much stuff that they wouldn't have gotten away with. Because she's the baby in the family, and mm-hmm. we we're kind of are the grandparents, and we're so much older than we than. Uh, she's grown up completely different than the other kids. I mean, they, we we were much better at discipline. Um, we had a lot less money when Jolyn was was young. We, you know, <laughs> she's grown up completely different. That's crazy. Well, you can admit that at least. I mean, that's good. Yeah. So. But we still don't center our lives around the kids. Like marriage, and we've done a whole podcast on this. We've done a yeah. whole series on this, that marriage is a higher priority uh, than the kids. The kids are going to come and go, mm-hmm. but marriage is forever. Marriage is for a lifetime. And I hope people listen to that because that, that was probably some of the better stuff we did, but that's absolutely the only way you're going to make it and have a great marriage is if you put your marriage first because that's what's supposed to be. It's supposed to be marriage first. Tell your kids that. Let them know your mom, like mommy's number one in your heart. Let them know that she's the most important thing and then show them. Like attentive to her needs, attentive to what she wants. What's important to her is important to you. Like those are all things that are, you can't, your church or your, your, your kids and their events and their things are going to be distracting enough and they're going to take a bunch of your times and they're going to exhaust you. Like they're going to exhaust you, but you have to make mommy a priority. You have to make sure that she's at the top of the list and you're taking care of her because otherwise you're going to raise great kids and you're going to do an awesome job and you're going to look up and you're going to be single. It's going to suck. So don't do that. All right, number three, and this is going to be great for Jolyn in the room, is we always keep the romance hot. Uh, The key here is meeting your spouse's needs and not your own. And uh, I don't have to explain his needs, her needs. Have we did a whole <gasps> series on that? His, I, his I haven't, haven't we already had this uh, conversation <laughs> before? Before? Uh, oh, can you read the like read the first part again? Just the we always keep the romance hot. And he has to say hot, <laughs> by the way, too. He didn't say make sure the romance is great. Always keep the romance hot. How do you keep the romance hot, Pastor Jay? How, was, how does one accomplish that? Lots of talking, I think. Lots of talking and listening. Lots of. Uh, 
washing the washing the cl- dishes, cleaning the kit, cleaning up the kitchen, putting the uh, dishes in the in the dishwasher. I don't know if people have heard this before. <laughs> I, I really don't. I, I'm a, I su- always assume a lot of people. You always think people are in your head yeah. and they've heard because you've heard it for so many years. But a good analogy for men: men are a microwave, women are a crock pot. Okay, so it's a good way to think about things. We are always ready. We are always sitting on G, waiting on O. Okay? I'm, look, I'm looking at our high school student intern. <laughs> He's getting plenty of good stuff, okay? Just listen. We're always ready. We're always sitting on G, waiting on O. They are a crock pot, okay? They take time to marinate. They take time to cook. Like, that's a, yeah. it's a good way to look at it. But I, I tell you what, this is an area that I've, I've failed miserably before big time. Like, it's just, you know, you think you deserve something. And when you get in the business of thinking you deserve something, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like you're absolutely wrong. And I've let some I've let that before affect my behavior or being ornery or being grumpy when that's just so bull crap. Like that's so on me. That's absolutely nothing to do with her. And I think the people that have the most um success in this field are the ones that are tightly connected. I think are the ones that you're listening to what they're when they're asking questions. And how about this too? Like one thing when you're when your wife asks you what you're doing, like always think plus one. Okay. It's, this is a, this, I, I heard somebody talk about this. What do you mean by that? Think plus one. Okay. So if I ask, if she asks me a question or asks her a question, plus one, follow up. Plus one. Okay. So what, do you, what are you doing? Oh, you answer I'm, the question and then you ask her a question. Correct. Plus one. Playing golf. What are you doing? A lot of times we answer, we answer the, I, I, so many times I find myself, I answer the question of what I'm doing or we talk on the phone and I'm answering the question and I'm like, dude, are you plugged into her at all? Like, what has she been doing all day? How is her day going? And I just, cause she's a lot of times will ask questions, ask questions. And I'm like, dude, stop being such a selfish butthole. And, but if you plug into them and if you're meeting their emotional needs and you're feeling, feeling, and you've heard this before probably, but filling their love tank. If you're feeling, if they're feeling loved and they're feeling appreciated and they're feeling uh, important, like then you have a lot better chance to succeed in the other area. Okay. So I think that's a, it's a good lesson for people that, especially newly married, you know, cause I promise you what's going to happen is distractions and kids and you're going to get older and things are going to change and it's not going to always be the same way it is. And you're going to have to be able to adapt to that. And you're, your, your wife's going to grow up a little bit and she's going to change. And when she has a baby, her body's going to change and her mind's going to change. Like all those things, it's constantly changing. But if we'll plug into them and love on them and listen to them, you'll have a lot more success in what you want. Yeah. So Jennifer and I use the crock pot, the light switch illustration all the time. And it's, it's kind of become, become a joke. A running joke? Because I always, <laughs> I'll say, well, you know, I am, I am a crock pot. So... <laughs> You're not a crock pot. <laughs> I know, but I joke uh, that I am. You're a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love him. I love looking at Jolin. Yeah. So Jolin's Pastor so, Jay's son, who is in the room. A lot. Of, we have new listeners all the time. We got to inform yeah, people. That's so true. We got Jolin, who's his son, that does a lot of the stuff, and he is as uninterested in this conversation as he's ever been in a conversation. He is. Yeah. Completely sex, checked out. Sex begins in the kitchen. Clean that dishwasher. Clean the dishwasher. 
or clean the kitchen, <laughs> load the dishwasher. <laughs> clean the kitchen. That's kind of been code with a lot of the guys in the church because they did a whole whole message one time on sex begins in the kitchen. And so guys will tell me, "Hey, I've been I've been loading that dishwasher. That a boy. I've been cleaning that. I've been cleaning that kitchen. Like, I don't like. Well, you the, don't have to give me any more information than that. Yeah, stop there. But I don't. <laughs> I don't like to load the dishwasher. By the way, I like to clean dishes by hand. Do you, would you not rather do that? I feel like it's easier. It's it's easier to rinse with hot water and then soap it up and clean it and get it really clean and then dry it and put it up. I do both. I kind of I kind of kind of wash it and put it in the dishwasher. I'm looking around the room for. I think y'all are both wrong. You just rinse it off and throw it in there and then start it. Like, have you ever, you're making it more complicated. Have you ever seen the video of the... He didn't chime in on the sex, but now he's all in on the dishes. I hear <laughs> yeah, you, Joe. Let's change the subject. Let's, let's, let's move on. Have let's go to number the, four. Number four. Have you ever on. seen the video of the guy who he make like the wife just throws the dishes in the dishwasher, but then the husband's like organizing it and it's like packing the car. Like you're getting as many dishes in there oh, as you possibly to can. Fit as many as you can in there. That's me. Like Jennifer just throwing them in there and I'm like organizing them, getting them, getting as many in there as possible. So I thought this was interesting. So Colton, our student pastor at the Oconee campus recently married, which he married on the same day as, as our anniversary. So he was getting advice from different people on marriage. He and Alyssa, so I did their marriage counseling, their, pre, their premarital counseling. Yep. So you know what Maya Bryce, who she's one of our student leader volunteers. Oh I know Maya well, so there's so no she, flipping telling what so, she would say. So they asked Maya, they said, they said, what advice would you give us in marriage? You know what her number one and only advice was? What? Have lots of sex. <laughs> are we not supposed to bring up names on the podcast oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, hey that wasn't me that time at least um that brought up a name I, I, I would say listen i would support that statement i'm all for that statement i get it but i would think there's probably a little bit better advice to give than that i i, just, I love maya but I love maya you know that's the best maya. advice he feels like he got yes 100 <laughs> percent. he, he, he loved was talking it. a lot about he it. loved to hear that <laughs> and by the way Alyssa was like you son of a gun <laughs> she was like why would you do that yeah maya is great uh, but crazy. i was asking her her and mac about it <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to number so four. So anyway, moving on. So uh, number four is to focus our marriage on Jesus Christ, uh, the husband and wife. And, we, and we've talked about this, you and I have talked about this before, that as we as we grow closer to Christ, we're going to grow closer to each other. Uh, Ecclesiastes said a cord of three strands is not easily broken, that, that Jesus Christ is the center uh, of that marriage uh, relationship. So we're seeking God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength. How do you become more patient? How do you become more kind? How do you become all those fruits of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians by your walk? That's how you do that. That's how you become a better spouse. I mean, that's that's step one. A better version of you becomes a better version for her to of you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that makes total sense to me. I I I kind of get confused when people don't understand that part. You know, like that's a that's the most important part. Like having something of your own, having your own faith, having your own relationship. Um, your own standards, your own things that you're pursuing, chasing, your own uh, trying to get better and better in self-improvement, um, which leads it easily leads to, to a better relationship. 100% agree with that one. Well, I think marriage, too, is this incredible spiritual growth opportunity 
because you talk about de- you mentioned the fruits of the spirit and developing Christ-like character. What better way to do it when you're learning to live with somebody else? Like you're sharing a bed together, not going there, Jolyn. Um, just talking about sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, I got you. Covers. Yeah, we're good. Thermostat, finances. There's all of these opportunities every day to work on these things that you're talking about. Patience and kindness and love and humility and even getting back to the Beatitudes because you because before you get married, you don't have to worry about anybody else. All you're worried about is me, myself, and I. But now all of a sudden you gotta put somebody else as more important. And it's such a great precursor for kids. Like, it's such a great, you know, we can read all we want and we can read all the books like we all did trying to get ready, but that's the great precursor because you've learned now to put somebody ahead of yourself, which is really hard to do. And then it takes a step up with kids because now only are you putting, you know, your wife first, but now the kids come, you're coming last and they need a lot more than she needs because right Mm -hmm. now they need to be physically taken all over the place and fed. So I think it's a... It's a good natural way to start to learn to how to be unselfish and how to put somebody first like we're supposed to, and then which leads to kids, which I think is the, I mean, I, I didn't realize how completely selfish I was until I had kids. Yeah, I was thinking about the, the uh, video at Mother's Day with the moms, and they're asking all the questions about the kids, and <laughs> one of the ladies said, what, what was your... The question was, what was what was your favorite part of parenting? And she said, well, when the kids moved <laughs> yeah, When they were gone. <laughs> that was awesome. Man, it got so much fun when they left. <laughs> did, right. it, hey, did it for you, though? Did it, I mean, was it good when they moved out? No. Was it bittersweet? Oh, or? oh, it was so sad when Joel, when Joel moved out and went to college. It was... Your he, dude? Your dude left you? He was my guy. Like, like, now it's me and the girls. Oh, yeah. You know? You're outnumbered. I mean... Do you have a boy dog, at least? do have a boy dog, but he's not like a big dog. He's like a little... Wiener dog? Yeah, like he's a little uh, lap dog. So you could even get a manly dog. No, I don't even have a manly dog. That stinks. Um, but yeah, when Jolin left, I mean, he was the guy I watched sports with. I mean, do sports with. Like, so it's like, it's kind of lost a little bit there without him for a while. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's a part of life, part yep. of the process. So, all right, number five is we do life together. Uh, Jennifer and I are not living two separate lives. She really is my best friend. Of course, I play golf. She plays tennis. She watches birds. I watch sports. Like, we, there's some things we don't do You're together. You're such a liar. You watch birds. <laughs> don't act like you don't watch birds. You, Bird can say it, you can say it all you want. I you be, are watching birds with your wife. I want to be wife. perfectly clear with everyone out there. Okay. Thou shalt not lie is a Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments. I watch sports. Jennifer watches birds. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Have you ever watched birds? This Have man, you? hold up. This man has a birdhouse connected to the outside of his bedroom window. Oh, yeah. Jennifer is now. He okay, so. has to watch birds. He has a birdhouse outside of his office window. Jennifer has birds. Well, you just totally ignored bird that, Bird feeders by the way. everywhere. No, I'm I'm following up with these things. Yes, like she has attached. You wa- you've watched birds I, before. I have watched birds. Okay, I do. I, and you're a bird watcher. It's, un, it's impossible not to see the birds. When like you have a, your wife, we got them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, I do know what a tufted titmouse is. 
I do know what the different types of birds. I don't. You know, I don't know what that a means. A gray at all. cat bird. We have some gray cat birds that are build, building a nest up. So now uh, I do know the names of the birds because because Jennifer's been feeding me these names. Oh yeah. And so I know about the the different birds and you know the cardinals and you know a lot a lot of people think that cardinals are your loved one coming back to visit you. Have you heard that before? I haven't. We had never heard that until Jennifer's mom passed away, and then someone said, "Well, there's." cardinal coming to visit you well we don't think jennifer's mom's now a cardinal (laughs) (laughs) okay so so okay you know me i'm practical how do you how do you do this how do i watch birds not bird watch you dipstick (laughs) (laughs) well you look out the window (laughs) thank you you get your you you, i got my binoculars binoculars, yeah How, how do you uh how do you do that number that you just read what what what's what, like practical? What's things? practical ways that you? So I'll t- I'll give you an example. I told Lindsay the other day I was like, babe, we need more things to do together. Like I want more things that we can. Like we the other day we went to Costco. Um, we went to we dropped the kids off at school. Went to breakfast. Went to, went shopping to Costco. This is this is when you know you're getting old. By the way, I loved it. I had a blast. And I'm like, God, I'm, an, I'm that old man, by the way. That, but I just loved going with my wife to drop the kids off. I loved going to breakfast because we talked the whole time. And then we went in the co- Costco and we talked the whole time. Like, I loved it. That's so strange and different. And, and I'm old. But, like, how do you, how do, you do that? Because I told her, I was like, we need more hobbies together. Like, she won't play games with me because I beat her. And she doesn't like that. She's like, it's not fun to play with somebody who's going to win every time. I'm like, well, do better. You don't and let you her win. win. You can't let her win. Are you that I thought about that, but does it, does it, do you, are you really winning then? I mean, does it really matter? Does that, I don't know, but. Yeah. So we, we got a, we got a lunch. we have our date, date days. Like for us, we like. Are they to specific to, days of the week? Or is it, is this on the calendar yeah, or is this? Typically like Friday for lunch. We either go to breakfast okay. or lunch every Friday. We you play games. Do you play any kind of games to get like we play a word game, try to, try to do anything I can to have more reason to talk to her and, and be around her and. One of the things Jennifer and I love to do is go into University of Georgia tennis matches. Yeah. It's one of the most exciting. Because y'all both like tennis. We both like tennis. It's just fun to go. We were talking about when we get old, like we're going to become like those super fans that like go to all the matches and, and know the players. That's and, dope. You're already and, old, uh, by the way. I am old, but I still I still have a job. I still, you know, I can't. So they're in the, uh, they're they're amazing, the university. But we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we went to a John Chris concert recently. Who's that? Um. He's a Christian comedian. Have you not heard of John Chris? Oh, I think I have. I think you said, is that what you sent? You sent that video to us or to me? I can't remember. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Old man. I, I've can't sent remember. you a lot of stuff. I don't, I don't, was it a John Chris video? <laughs> we, we had, um, we got to walk in the neighborhood. Are you, are you, are you, are you bailing? On I'm the back. Podcast? I'm back. I just, <laughs> I can't. Walking in the neighborhood, we walk. We walk. Well, like we'll go. I don't like to walk, but I'll go walk with Jennifer because we just like if we're gonna start talking, like you're fine. Like, like let's just go walk. Like, like, like walk and talk. Us, just, yeah, let's just go walk and talk. But see, that's um, good though. You're that's that's cardio for you. Here's you, another. You old, need steps. Here's by the another way. old thing. The more steps you get, the better. That's a good yeah. thing for you. you. We can lose the last 15, 20 pounds you got that you need to lose. I, I would I would look anorexic if I lost twenty pounds. This is another weird thing we do together. We like to find golf balls. We live on a golf course. So we'll go, we're like the old people that go walking in the evenings. Finding, do, you, do you bring a bag and put like the golf balls in your bag? We have, oh, we probably did you have, say a, yes? we probably have a thousand golf balls. 
that we're, we're just storing. Do you up take these the Pro balls. V's and go play with them like oh, the yeah, nice oh, ones? Yeah. Oh yeah, I play with the Pro V's and the AVX is is, is my main golf ball, but. I never. I only play with balls that I find. You only but play with the, ABX. You only play with your balls that you find. Hey, I'm putting this out there to everybody in the podcast world. Titleist AVX. That's my golf of ball of preference. Jolin, what do you think that your parents go? Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> do, do we go through the woods, like in the woods, to purposely find oh, these? Oh yeah, we're we're we're. Y'all go in the, the water. Like, we don't go in the water. Well, we will. Do you like stretch your? Do you like do you ha- you hold her hand out and she reaches into the <laughs> no, water? No, she's not going in the water. But do you have the but, ball uh, extender that goes in the water? And I need to buy one. I was telling her the other day, Father's like day. I I need to buy <laughs> I need to buy a golf ball extender so I can get those balls in the water. That's hilarious. So what did y'all do this weekend? Well, we found a thousand <laughs> golf balls. <laughs> yeah, and then we got back to the house and we cleaned them all. And then we put them all in stacks by the by the design Nike with Nike tailor made with tailor made. That's I haven't gotten that organized, but we do wash them, and we I do wash them and clean them. And I'm, it's important you, to wash your balls for sure. If anybody, <laughs> okay, gotta keep them clean. Dave has gone off the rails. You're gonna play them. has gone off the rails. That's important. He's like make. He's asking me what Jennifer and I do together. And then he starts making fun of me. Uh, I mean, this is funny. <laughs> This we like fun. we like to find golf balls. That, that, that's good. And I was thinking, we well, so we got lunch, we got walks, we got uh, golf ball hunting. Now this is another interesting thing. Well, like we have TV shows that we watch together. Okay, and we probably watch too much TV, but we have never missed an episode in the history of Survivor. Oh, really? From We've season seen, one? From season one, we have seen every episode of Survivor. Like we record it and watch it. And wow, so we do we do that together. We are we are the world's worst couple at ever finishing a show. We have never finished a show we've started. What do you mean, like like an episode or the whole? No, season? No, we've never finished a se- We've never finished a full complete season of any show we've ever watched. Like you start watching something, like we'll like watch like four, watch or five, something. six episodes. We'll watch you know one, two, three seasons. Just get bored with it. We never finish. Like the Raymond Reddington, what's his, What's that one? That one's a Blacklist. good one. Blacklist was phenomenal. I've like, seen every episode of the Blacklist. Okay, it was really good, but it got to the point yes. where I'm like, all right, it's the same crap over and over again, and I just don't want to watch it anymore. And then we'll watch something else, and I'll get tired of that. And it's, yeah, it's, we've, we've, so we're, we're different with that area. We just can't, we can't finish. We can't finish the drill. Number six is we set proper boundaries. We are never alone with someone of the opposite set. How do you do that with your work? How does that, how is that possible? How are you not like on a phone call with somebody from a church or how do you not find yourself at the church and some, I mean, I, I'm asking, I'm not saying you don't, I'm just right. saying, how do you, how do you do, how is that possible? Well, I think as far as a phone call, that's, that would be impossible. I, mean, I think it's okay to talk with someone on the phone. Okay. Um, but like a meeting, if, if I'm meeting with someone of the opposite sex, then we're meeting in a room with a, the window, there's a window, you know, in the door. And, you know, we're not have, not meeting behind closed doors. Yeah. Anything like that. Try to meeting in a public space, like maybe out in the lobby or in, you know. A room that makes total the, sense. Like so, me and you, I, we've met in there in your office before. Right. That's a no-no. Right. I, yeah. I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I would I would throw text messages of the opposite sex. Or, or I can just tell you, it's there's what's the point? Just put the spouse on there. Yeah. Put the spouse on there. Put your spouse on there. Start a group chat. Give it a cool name. Whatever. Like yeah. Like I've never, I've never texted Lindsay without putting your name or yeah. Jennifer into that 
Yeah. There's no reason. There's no reason. But not but to. but but it is something that I, I think most people. I don't think you think it's a big deal, but as you get older and as you've been married for a little while and you've seen people that have fallen into things that are really really started very innocent and then snowballed into something worse. Why, why risk it? Why even worry about it? Try to, the hard thing is when somebody texts you individually and then you need to respond to something they say, even if it's about their husband or whatever, like just kind of put them on the feed with them and like, but it might be a surprise present for somebody like put your wife on the feed with them. Um, but I, I've, I've seen firsthand, you know, it's, it can, it can lead to bad things quickly. Like it's just, it's, it's something you can eliminate now. I know it sounds corny. It sounds stupid, but it's something you can eliminate that will eliminate heartache possibly in the future. That could be very, very simple, very easy. Well, most, most affairs happen with someone that the person knows and yep. someone that they have a, already have a friendship with relationship with, um, you become comfortable in a, with a relationship, you can, you kind of let your guard down. Those conversations become bit. more and more normal, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's event session, and then it's not good. Yeah, yeah. So, I know I know some people think that's that's extreme. Yep. But uh, you I'd got, do it. You gotta. I'd do it in a heartbeat if I was them. Keep keep the boundaries. If you mess with the bull, you're gonna get get the horns. I don't know where you were going with that. Yeah, but because you you tongue tied for a second there, but yeah, mess with the bull, you get the Orange. Well, I have trouble with mixing my metaphors, <laughs> and so I wanted to make sure I didn't mix that metaphor. All right, last one, number seven. The purpose of our marriage is so much more than us growing old together and living happily ever after. God has brought us together to fulfill a great work for Him. And so keeping God's call on our lives and God's purpose for our lives, like we're God brought us together for a reason. And I, and, I, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast about you and Lindsay. Like, I feel like y'all are like the perfect, God, God is using your gifts and your ability. Y'all work great together. Jennifer, Jennifer and I are the same way. We're, we're super passionate about the church and reaching people and discipling people. And so keeping, keeping God, our purpose in life is so much more than just us, you know, we were, riding off into the sunset. We were brought together for a reason, for a purpose, and let's stay on that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that's gonna that's gonna change too and morph. Like last night in bed, I, I asked Lindsay. I said, "What do you love? Like, what do you?" And it was off of you know a message a, a while back, but I just it was something that was rolling around in my head. I was like, "What do you love to do? Like, what are your favorite things you love to do?" I was like, "Because we need to do them." Like, whatever those are, like, whatever's really important to you, whatever things that you really, really love, like, those are the things that we need to spend time doing now at our age, you know, getting older, kids getting older, getting more independent, doing more things. Nicholas will be driving soon, you know, like, um, how do we find those things that you truly love that you want to spend time on? And then let's go do it. Let's go do it a lot. And let's do it a lot at the house. Let's do it a lot wherever we go. Yeah, I think. God's called us to fulfill this this purpose in life, and and for us, you know, it's Greystone Church for the next so many years. But we're all we're we're just not you're not you're not going to retire from God's call in your life. <laughs> like we're always going to love people, we're always going to care for people, we're, we're always going to tell people about Jesus, we're we're always going to disciple people. But the vehicle to doing it may look a little bit differently, and maybe maybe it's in retired life, or maybe the focus when we get older becomes more 
our grandkids. Like maybe our ministry becomes more yep. discipling and pouring in. Of course, we don't have grandkids yet, but but one day. So, seven reasons. Of course, there are more reasons than this why why we're still married after twenty eight years. But but I think the seven good ones. The big one, Jolin, was keeping it hot. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. The greatest of these is focusing the relationship around Jesus. If you do not personally have a good relationship with Jesus, it will make all of your other relationships harder. I also love the idea of God's calling on our life being the priority. God has uniquely called each of us to our God-given purpose and calling. It's been very cool for me watching my parents, as well as Davey and his wife, Lindsay, working side by side and fulfilling their mission to know God and to make God known. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod.